Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. As the school year winds down and teachers and students alike look forward to the hope and promise of summer vacation, I decided to do an episode on how summer vacation has evolved over time. If you look back at your childhood, summer was such a magical time, like snow days, but guaranteed. Maybe it was the excitement over an upcoming vacation or the idea of sleepovers and pool parties, getting a job to have a little extra money, or maybe it was just the promise of no homework for a few months. Whatever your reasoning may be, summer for a child holds endless possibilities. I wanted to look at how our summer vacation became the pinnacle of our youth. I thought I had a pretty good idea of its origins, but I found out I was greatly mistaken. The common belief behind summer break is farming. That it is based on the agrarian or agricultural calendar and allowed for students to stop going to school to go home and toil in the fields, helping their families cultivate crops and keep the family afloat in a very farming dependent society. Once mechanization, tractors, combines, and such took over, the more manual aspects of farming, we just kept the summer break more out of tradition than necessity. And this is actually not accurate at all. In fact, we're pretty far off from the truth. The actual agrarian calendar-based school year would have rural students attending winter and summer terms and have spring and fall, or the planting and harvesting times off from school, to help with just that, the planting and then later harvesting of the crops. There's no farming to be done in the winter aside from maybe feeding the livestock and not a lot of help needed in the hot summer months compared to the lion's share of the work done in spring and fall. Now, as I mentioned, this was for the rural students whose families farmed both for profit and for survival. Urban students, on the other hand, operated on a much different calendar. In 1842, for example, New York City schools were in class for 242 days out of the year, while Detroit's student population boasted a 260-day school calendar. For perspective, our current calendar has students in school here in West Virginia 180 days out of the year. Summers are hot, and summers in the city are hotter. Google the urban heat island effect to see how all the people, bricks, concrete, heat up the cities. So after the Civil War, and as the 19th century slid into the 20th, our middle class started to expand and our upper class also was growing. Families with means chose to flee the summer heat of the city for vacations and cooler destinations. Since attendance wasn't mandatory back then, concessions had to be made, so they started planning around the mass exodus each summer. And let's be honest, which would you rather? Go swimming with your friends or sit in a half-empty sweatbox for an afternoon? So we have our rural families taking spring and fall off, city schools taking summer off, and a growing demand arose for some sort of standardized calendar. So a compromise was struck. The idea was a long summer break, which would give students a break, allowing their one, brains to rest, and two, teachers could train and get re-energized for the following year. They even eventually cut around 60 days out of the calendar. Neither farming nor student achievement was really factored in. For example, one negative downside with summer vacation is what has now been termed the summer slide, where students on average tend to lose some of their skills having not practiced them for months. 
With this, new possibilities, including a balanced calendar with schooling stretched out all year with small quarterly breaks has been instituted in some places. West Virginia, for example, has Energy Express, an AmeriCorps program, which allows for eight weeks in the summer students K through six to have a half day of reading, crafts, and other learning activities to help combat that summer slide. Schools also now use summer school as a way for students to do credit recovery or make up classes they may have failed instead of having to take classes over. As this summer break caught on, businesses began to capitalize by promoting services tailored to the summer break and vacationers. Tourism goes up in the summers and with that gas prices, plane tickets, things like that for example. Once businesses started moving to make money off of the summer break and a market bloom, there was no turning back. Case in point, during the summer of 2017, American families spent over $100 billion on summer vacations. With the increase in business, another market becomes increasingly popular. Because more customers means more help is needed, summer jobs began providing some pocket chains for high school teens wanting some extra money. So for all the adults out there, when you get up for work on Monday, remember the good old days of your youth and let your kids cherish them. And for all my students listening, as the school year winds down and the heat goes up, Enjoy your last few childhood summers, full of joy, imagination, and endless possibilities. Stay up late, get a sunburn, waste a tank of gas driving to nowhere with your windows down, and I will see you in August. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in wild, wonderful Ward County, West Virginia. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.